Today we're going to learn one and a half tshuvas. Chacham Tzvi, Simen, Kofiud, Tes, and Chacham Sofer, Orachayim, Simen, Kof, Lamed, Beis, at least the last paragraph of it. Both of these have to do with the mitzvah of Marur, and it's interesting because it'll show us, it shows us a little bit, it teaches us something about, a, li- a little bit about either one, of, about both of them, about the Chacham Tzvi and about the Chacham Sofer, and we're going to get into that. But before that, you may already hear that this is not, this is not one of those podcasts where I'm recording, it's not one of those episodes where I'm recording a share that I gave. Uh, I'm recording this separately. When I gave the shear, there was a lot of there was a lot of ambient noise, so I'm re-recording it. But the truth of the matter is, I've gotten mixed feedback about this whole thing of recording shiurim. Some people are like, "It's great." Some people are like, "I really don't like it." Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to depend on the shear. Meaning, if it's a shear that I think recorded well. I might upload it as a as a podcast episode. In a case like this, where there was too much ambient noise, too much background noise, I'm thinking, no, forget it. We're going to go straight to... I'll re-record it. Okay, it's Pesach. Pesach is upon us. And one of the key mitzvahs of Pesach is the mitzvah of Marur. And Marur is... It's a mitzvah to eat this vegetable... What we know is it is a vegetable, right? We make a bore prihadama on it uh, under normal circumstances. This vegetable, which is ostensibly bitter because it, it has the word, it's called marur from the word maruru es chayehem, right? Marur, mar, bitterness. So it's a bitter vegetable. And there are lots of different traditions. Well, not really lots of different traditions, but there are different traditions as to what it is. The two main traditions, the two main things that we talk about are horseradish and lettuce. Now, when I was growing up, the horseradish was, you know, that was known as the real maror. The lettuce was, you know, for sissies. Right? Oh, are you going to have the lettuce or are you going to have the real maror? And it wasn't until much later that I learned that, you know, lettuce is actually what the Gemara talks about. And even more than that, um, there's an article by Professor Ari Schaefer where he demonstrates fairly conclusively that maror did not become, that horseradish did not become the maror that people use in Ashkenaz, and it was specifically in Ashkenaz, right? Svartim never used horseradish. It was specifically Ashkenazim because, you know, it's hard to find green vegetables in northern climates in the early spring. And it was only in the 13th century, the 1200s or the 1300s, that Ashkenazim began to use horseradish as maror. Okay. And there are even postkim today who say that you shouldn't, Yudafka shouldn't use horseradish for maror. Now, what I want to look at here is, I want to look at two chuvas. 
One is a tshuva from the Chacham Tzvi, who we've encountered before. He's late 1600s, early 1700s. He's the father of, ya- of Yaakov Emdin. And he got around. He was a rav in many different communities, Ashkenazic communities and Sephardic communities. He's known as Chacham Tzvi. Chacham is usually not a title that's given to Ashkenazic rabbis. It's a title that's given to Sephardic rabbis. And he goes, and, and he's... When he's in these Sparta communities, he sees that this is what they're using. They're using lettuce. They're not using horseradish. And so he actually says that this is what everybody should do. And so let's learn the tshuva inside. He says, right. So once again, and this is already becoming the norm, there's no particular question that he's being asked. He's writing an essay on what he thinks is correct. So Lizakos is a rabbim, right? To, for public benefit, when it comes to eating eating maror, raisi kitov lahodia, right? It's good to let everybody know. What does he want to let everybody know? Shehachazeres hashanoi b'mishnah seinu. When the Mishnah talks about chazeres, the Mishnah in Psachim talks about chazeres as the vegetable that's maror. Uvelashon chachamim chasa, and what? The sages, what the Gemara calls chasa, shemitzvah alav, right? That it's a mitzvah to really look for it, right? To to seek it out. It's the first of the species of maror. The Mishnah lists five potential maror species, and it's the first one, and it's the best one. It's the first one, which the Mishnah calls Chazeres, and which the Chachamim translate as Chasa, who Hayerek Hanikra Beloshon Ashkenaz Salat. That's the vegetable that in German is called Salat. Uvloshon Svarad Salata. And in Spanish, Salata. Veshem Ha'etzem Shalohu Latuga. And its true name, I don't know exactly what that means, is Latuga. So obviously we're talking about lettuce, right? Latuga is the Latin or Latin-derived term for lettuce. Salat or salad and salata, that's the, that's the word in many languages for lettuce. And so he says, the name is Latuga Bakol Halashonot Shashamati in all the languages that I heard, Bitogarma in Turkey. Now that's, he's talking about the Balkans. He didn't, he was, he never served in Turkey proper, what's today Turkey, but he was in the Balkans, like in Belgrade, in Turkey, right, in the Ottoman Empire, Uvi Italia, the Ashkenaz, Visvarad, U Portugal. Uvi Sifre Harafuot, and in the medical texts, right, because Lettuce actually has medicinal properties. Vehateva, and in science books, that's the language that's used. Latuga is the word for it in all of these languages and in all of these books. Latuga salat, right? And in some places they call it Latuga salat. So it seems that he's saying that la salat is a more generic term and Latuga is the specific term for lettuce. There's no doubt about this. This is absolutely certain. It has all of the signs that the Gemara says. The Gemara describes what 
chasa is supposed to look like, and it, this has all the signs. Saraf, that it has a it has a sap, and if you pick wild lettuce and you tear the stalk, it there's this white milky sap that comes out. Um, and that's actually where it gets its Latin name from. Latuga, Lactuga, Lactuca is related to the word for milk, right? Because this milky substance comes out when you when you tear it open. Ufanov machsifim and its and its surface turns white. Utchilaso rach v'sofo kasheh. It starts off soft and it gets harder. Utchilaso matok v'sofo mar. It starts sweet and it becomes bitter kilana, like like uh, like wormwood. It becomes exceedingly bitter. Okay. So these are the simonim. I don't know exactly, meaning lettuce that we eat is lettuce that's been bred for sweetness and for certain characteristics. So I don't know what lettuce looked like 400 years ago, but it's clear that what Rav Yaakov, what, what Chacham Tzvi is talking about is lettuce. Because in Germany and Poland, it's cold. So there is no lettuce. Lettuce is not common at Pesach time. So they didn't get into the habit of using it for the mitzvah of Maror. Or because they didn't really, they weren't so expert in the, in, in the words, in the etymologies, meaning if you look at the beginning of the tshuva, Chacham Tzvi is consulting Sifrei Rafua and Sifrei Teva. He's consulting science books. He's consulting, he's consulting medical textbooks. And he also is bringing to bear his knowledge of numerous languages, Turkey, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, Poland. He has encountered all of this. And so he, he has a linguistic background. He has access to the scientific texts, and he's saying it could be that other people didn't have that access. So they didn't know. They didn't know the names of vegetables that grow in the proximity of, of Eretz Yisrael, meaning this is a Mediterranean. People that live in Mediterranean climates are familiar with this vegetable, People that live in Poland and Germany were not necessarily familiar with it in the same way, um, and so it's possible that they started, they stopped using lettuce because they just didn't, they, they didn't know the names. Like when the when the Gemara talks about certain things, they didn't know exactly which vegetable they're referring to. Like in the lands close to Eretz Yisrael and Bavel. So lo yadumahu, they didn't know what it was. The lakhu hakrain, they took crane or crean. Which is chrein, which is horseradish. We took horseradish. Shehu tamcha, which is also one of the the Gemara, as I mentioned, lists five different species of maror. One of them is called tamcha, and tamcha, according to lefidas miktsas chachamim, according to some chachamim, is chrein, is horseradish. So this is what they take from Maror. And he says, And that's a terrible thing. 
Because this is what most right? And this is a terrible thing. He doesn't doubt, he doesn't deny that this is a type of maror. He's saying that it's a terrible thing because there are very few people that can eat even half a kezayas of this stuff. You know, and everybody remembers that they had their, you know, somebody at the Seder, a grandfather usually, you know, he insisted, and he didn't even grind it up beforehand. He just took like a bite out of the real, the horseradish root, and his face turns purple, and he's like, you can't eat for another half an hour, and he's like, it was it was wild. It was like, it was crazy stuff, and, you know, and that's what the real men did, right? Um, so he says that now, in Rabbi Arts, there are a lot of people, it's so sharp, that they don't even eat half a kezayas. And it, it's harmful when you eat it raw. And so they're not mekayim the mitzvah of marur. Right? They don't eat a, they don't eat a, they don't eat enough. They don't eat a shear. And they make themselves sick. Even the really from ones, the ochlim kezayas, the ones who do eat a kezayas, right? The people that are so, Charedim ledvar Hashem, they eat a kezayas of chrein. Mistak nimbo, they endanger themselves. Kiba emetz b'makom shechazeres shuhu halatuga salat shechiach in places where lettuce is common. Come over, all right, Amsterdam and Hamburg, like in Amsterdam and Hamburg, these are two cities with significant Sephardi populations in this time, in the late 1600s, early 1700s, and two cities that are port cities and have access to all kinds of things coming from overseas, Rushar Are Ashkenaz, and the rest of the cities of Germany, Avshu Odenu Katan Ma'od, even... Right, so the, the, this lettuce is Shriach, right? Lettuce is accessible. It is possible to get lettuce in these cities. Even though it's still very small, but it's better that. So Koreal Aniala Crane Sakana Veinbo Mitzvah, right? So I say that eating crane for Marur, it's not a mitzvah, it's a sakana. Khalashar Nagalokim Belibo, anybody whose heart has been touched by God, Yakaim Mitzvah Kitikana should perform the mitzvah as it was enacted, as our sages enacted it. And you should buy lettuce, for the mitzvah of maror, even if it's very expensive. So he's saying, don't use chrein at all. And then he adds as a postscript, right? endives, which in Hamburg in Germany they call it Indvin, and in Amsterdam they called it Endivi, who Olshin Mishnah That is what the Mishnah calls Olshin, which is a third of the Maror species that the Mishnah mentions. And one can be Yote the Mitzvah of Maror with Endives as well, im ein Latuga Salat Latsui, if he cannot find Latuga Salat, if he cannot find lettuce. So that's the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi is coming from a place where he has seen a lot of different customs. He sees that the Mishnah, 
when the Mishnah and the Gemara talk about maror, they're talking about lettuce. He sees a lot of Ashkenazim eating horseradish, and he's saying it's better to use lettuce, much better to use lettuce, and as a plan B, you can use endives. Why? Because it's dangerous to do, to do it the other way. If you do it the other way, you're not going to really eat a kezayah, so you're not going to be yotze the mitzvah. Either you're going to be yotze the mitzvah and make yourself sick, in which case you have, it's not a mitzvah, or you're not going to eat a kezayah, in which case you haven't been yotze the mitzvah. So it's better to do it, better to do it this way, better to, better to just straight up have lettuce. Fast forward a hundred years. The Chassam Sofer is, if nothing else, a great champion of tradition. Right? He's everybody. Well, we're not going to get into the whole question of Chadash Azur Min HaTorah because I think that that's something that's entirely misunderstood, meaning really, really misunderstood. Um, but there's no question that he favored and promoted the practices that had been handed down, meaning that there was something holy, there was something sacred, right? The old, like the old Ashkenazic consciousness, that there's something sacred. If this is what the people do, if this was the hal, if this is what the kahal kadosh does, then there's something sacred about that. So if everybody is, if everybody is eating horseradish for marur, there must be a good reason. At the same time, he also, he looks at the Chacham Tzvi, and he sees that the Chacham Tzvi's, Chacham Tzvi's argument is, it's a solid argument. This is what the Mishnah says. This is what, this is the ideal, you know, the Mishnah, the Mishnah says that this is the best way to perform the mitzvah. Why wouldn't you do a mitzvah min amuvchar? Why wouldn't, and, and how is it that so many people don't do the mitzvah min amuvchar? So on one hand, so he's torn between one source, which is what people are actually doing, and apparently in his time still, most people were using horseradish. But at the same time, you know, what do you do about the fact that this is clearly mitzvah minam muvchar? So this tshuva he wrote in 1822 to a student of his called, named Koshman, in this tshuva, which is Orachayim Kuf Lamed Beis, he he only gets to it in the last. It's it's several. He addresses several issues in this tshuva, and he only gets to the question of marur in the in, at the end. And what he does with marur is very. It's interesting and it's characteristic of the sort of thing that the chacham that the chasam sofer does. I apologize. It's it's a little bit confusing. Not terribly confusing, but a little bit confusing to go back and forth between Chacham, Sofer, Chacham, Chacham Tzvi and Chacham Sofer. Say that ten times fast. Okay. So he says in the last paragraph, Odos mitzvahs maror. Concerning the mitzvah of maror on Pesach, emes nachon adavar, masha kazava Chacham Tzvi. Well, the Chacham Tzvi said is right. Okay, so if you accept the Chacham Tzvi is right, then everybody should be eating lettuce, right? And all of my rabbeim held like the Chacham Tzvi. All of my rabbeim used lettuce. And we follow them. Ach, however, 
Rogel ani lidrosh b'shabes agadol. I have a habit of, you know, in my Shabbos Agadol drasha, I say, Mi lo anashem miyuchadim misuyamim balayira. Somebody that doesn't have really unique, special people with a lot of years shamayim. Habodkim umenakinoso mirechesh tolaim who examine and clean the lettuce from infestation by worms, tolaim ketanim, tiny worms, which are very, very common in the times of Pesach, and they're completely not, they're not discernible by those with weak eyes. So if somebody doesn't have such a person at home, it's better to take horseradish. So what does the Chacham, what does the Chasam Sofer do? He says, okay, first of all, we accept the Chacham Tzvi. Chacham Tzvi is right. We should use lettuce. In fact, I use lettuce. And my Rabbeim use lettuce. So that's the, that's the Mitzvah Minamuvchar. That's the way to do it. However, there's a problem with lettuce. And he's the first one to, to mention bugs when it comes to lettuce. He is the first one to mention it. Nobody before him mentions bugs with regard to lettuce. He says, there are bugs in lettuce. And therefore, it's better, unless you're really, really, really going to be careful and hold it up with the, you know, all the, really examine it closely and get rid of all of those, and get rid of all of those bugs, it's better to do it the other way. It's better to take horseradish because apparently bugs know better than to eat horseradish. Okay. The imhu nimda Now, even though horseradish is the third species listed in the Mishnah, whereas lettuce is the first, we think horseradish is the third, which is tamcha, and the lettuce is the first. Umitzvah min amuvchar. And the lettuce is the mitzvah min amuvchar, is the optimal way of doing the mitzvah. Mikol makom, chalila lahachshil belav o belav in harbei, afilu besafik. You can't cause people to do one or more isurim, even misafik. If we tell people that they should use lettuce, people are going to end up eating bugs. So we tell people to eat Horseradish, that way they won't end up being bu- eating bugs. And you're right, you're sacrificing the mitzvah min amuvchar, but better that more people aren't nichshal in eating bugs. Mishum kiyum ase derabonon. Right? You're not gonna do, you're not gonna, you're not gonna cause people to do an iser lav, or several iserai lav, midoraisa, so that they can do a mitzvah min amuvchar, midorabonon, right? Because moro nowadays is derabonon. And especially since not, don't consider horseradish to be sugbet. Don't consider horseradish to be uh, a lesser mitzvah. Right? Horseradishes also can also be mitzvah mina muvchar. Why? Why? Oh, means you could do the mitzvah and also avoid the iser by eating horseradish. 
ah, but you're going to say that in Chasa, the Gemara already says, Chasa has a remez. It has a, it's an illusion. The Chas Rachmana Alon. God has compassion on us. Chasa is Chas. Chus Verachem Aleinu. Chas Rachmana Alon. So we can say, Anunomar de Tamcha, that Tamcha, which is the word for horseradish in the Gemara, is also a Roshay Tevos, Tamid Misaprem Kivod Kel. Right? We are always recounting the glory of God. Vaod Basila Urreu al Dvar Sharia Rakos Shimsi Maharal Shia Karpas. Right? So while we're on the subject, we're going to talk about the other vegetables, the vegetables that the Maharal said you should use for karpas. In fact, he's the one who actually first calls it karpas. Right? The Mishnah says that you should take a vegetable at the beginning of the meal, uh, at the, the third part of the Seder. You take a vegetable, any vegetable, anything you make a Adama on. The Maharil says that Dafki should take the vegetable called karpas. What's karpas? Well, first, there's a remez. Al remez perech samach, right? The, the rigorous the rigorous labor of the 600,000 Jews that were in Egypt. Like the Magin Avraham says. Mori Varabi, Reino Rav Nosson Adler. So, my Rebbe, Rav Nosson Adler, Torah V'yoga, Leida Ezen Nikra Karpas. He made a tremendous amount of effort to discern what exactly is this vegetable that we call Karpas, since it came from the mouth of the great Maharil. The Maharil is the father of Minagashkenaz. Rav Nosson Adler and his student, the Chasam Sofer, they both had that, as I mentioned before, that consciousness of old, of ancient Ashkenaz. Umatza, and he found. Shenikra Barov Lashonos that in most languages Karpas is what's known as Apya Uvahagada Apich Apya or Apich What is that? Hua Nikra Baloshan Deitch Zeller That's what's called in German Zeller which is what we know as celery Karpas the original the actual Karpas is celery What the the vegetable that the Maharil said we should use is celery. And it can be eaten raw. It can be dipped in vinegar. And we follow this custom. What brought the Chasam Sofer onto this little sidetrack? Because he's connected to the last simon. We had the simon of Tamcha is Tamid Misaprim Kavod Kel. So Apia is Rashi Tevos Kemo. Kel poel Yeshua you are a God who who does salvations, who creates salvation. Al Kain Yichlu Anavim may the meek, may the humble eat and be satisfied. Yahalu Hashem Dorshov, Yichilu Vola Ad, Kenafshov, Venefesh, Hadoresh Shlom Torasso, Pressburg. Yud Gimel Adar Tav Kuf Pei Beis the night before the night before Tainus Esther of the year 1822. So in that last little part, he went on a little sidetrack talking about 
not Marur, but Karpas, but he comes back, I mean, but he, the, he gives a simon, and then he also goes on and says, and I also give a simon for Karpas. So what's he doing here? What does he do? So we said that the Chasm Sofer is arch-traditional, and he's coming from a place where everybody's eating, everybody's eating horseradish from Mark. And he doesn't want to question that custom. He doesn't want to undermine what the people are doing. In fact, he wants to sanctify it. If people are doing it, it must be that it's the right thing to do. Ah, but you have the Chasam the, the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi says that you really shouldn't have lettuce. And my own Rabbeim also ate lettuce. So how do we square this? Meaning, which one is the preferable way to do it? Should we be having lettuce? Should we be having horseradish? So he introduces, and it's not that there's no bugs. He's right. I mean, there are bugs, right? We know that there are bugs in lettuce. But he brings lettuce up as a reason for avoiding the lettuce, right? And that has actually been internalized, right? I remember, you know, it was drummed into me in school. You know, if you're going to have the lettuce, somebody has to spend the entire era of Pesach cleaning the cleaning the lettuce for bugs. Um, now we live in a time where things are grown differently, or I don't know. You know, I don't know what it's. It seems a lot easier nowadays. Um, but so the chasam sofer, what the chasam sofer does is he basically creates a two-tiered structure. Right? We had never seen this before that there's a two-tiered structure for marur. Right? If you're a regular Joe, you should do this. If you're super super pious and you're super super meticulous. Then you should do this. But that's exactly what he does. If you're super, super pious, if you're really from and you're medactic and you're going to sit there and look for it every, on Erev Pesach, um, then, then yeah, you can, you can have, you can have lettuce and you should have lettuce. If you're not going to be able to do that, if you're not going to be able to check it all like that, then you should go with the regular stuff go with the horseradish because with the horseradish, you're right, you might not be doing mitzvah minam muvchar, but you are being Mikhaim the mitzvah of Maror, the mitzvah derabanan of Maror, plus you are avoiding the potential pitfall of being over and not eating um, and, and consuming bugs, which are, you know, which, it's, which is forbidden to consume. So this two-tiered structure that he creates uh, enables him to sustain both of the practices that he encountered. He was able to sustain his own practice, which was eating lettuce, and he was able to sustain the practice, he was able to um, justify the practice of the Hamona. Um, and, and he does it in a very what I would call a creative or at least a very innovative way by introducing a new concern, meaning the concern of bugs, um, and using that to create a structure that accommodates, to create a, create a let's say, a, a conceptual structure that incorporates both ways of doing the mitzvah without giving it without giving preference. Now, he doesn't say you should do both, and I know that there are people today that Dafka do both. And the truth of the matter is, I, personally, I use lettuce for 
maror. But then for korech, I use lettuce and horseradish. Um, because even though I'm fairly well persuaded by the, by the argument of the Chacham Tzvi and by the argument of Professor Schaefer that lettuce is the mitzvah min amuvchar, right? And that there's a question about whether horseradish is even, was even part of that original list that appears in the Mishnah. At the same time, you know, I think about my grandfather and my grandfather who was a pious Jew, who was a very from Jew, and I remember him taking that bite out of the really sharp, nasty horseradish root and his face turning per colors, right? And that's what, you know, that, that for hundreds of years in Ashkenaz, that's how people were Yotze the Mitzvah of Maror. And for hundreds of years, that was the only way to be Yotze the Mitzvah of Maror. And the Ramah says, the Ramah seems to indicate that any bitter vegetable would qualify as Maror. So I would never say, and I don't think anybody should say, that with you know unless you you could be certain that one it's one of the species in the mitzvah in the in the mishnah like endives or uh or lettuce or one of the other species that's in that same family you're not yotze the mitzvah of moror god forbid right you know i'm not going to i'm not going to come and say that you know hundreds of years of ashkenazic jews weren't really weren't really yotze the mitzvah of of Marur, it's it's mamish motzi shonim. You're casting aspersions on the on the practices of our ancestors, um, and you know uh, we can't do a thing like that. We shouldn't do a thing like that. Um, and so, therefore, I uh, you know I live in Eretz Yisrael, and it's relatively easy to to come by Marur, even to pick Marur wild. Um, Come by lettuce that could be easily cleaned, so we don't have the concern of the chasam so far. Um, but to remember, and, and and let's be honest, it tastes better and it's easier to get a kezayis down, like the chas, like the chacham tzvi said. It's easy to eat a shear. It's much easier to eat a shear of uh, of that stuff than it is of lettuce than it is to eat a shear of of horseradish. Um, but at the same time, this was something that. My ancestors did. This is something that, you know, it's part and parcel of the way that they celebrated Pesach. And I want to incorporate that. I want to, I do want to incorporate that into the way that I celebrate my own Pesach. And so uh, I use it for Korech. And at Korech, I take some lettuce and also some horseradish um, and probably a decent helping of haroses. And I'll be honest, I'm not a dipper, I'm a scooper. Um, and you and you and you put all that into the sandwich, so that you know that helps the you know it it sort of cuts the you feel the bitterness. I promise you feel the bitterness of the marur, and you feel it. Um, but it's not as bad when you have the haroses and the and the lettuce there to sort of take a little bit and the matzah, of course, to take a little bit of the edge off. Um, so we saw two chuvas. Two tshuvas from two different chachamim that lived about a hundred years apart. Uh, two of the two, what we would call first ballot hall of famers, chacham tzvi and chacham sofer. 
The Chacham Tzvi says, I don't understand why everybody's using horseradish. Everybody should be using just lettuce, or at the very worst, endives for maror. Chacham Tzvi, Chasam Sofer, a hundred years later, comes and says, yeah, his argument is a good argument, but how can it be that there are so many people that are still using horseradish? Meaning, there are people that use lettuce, and it's probably better to use lettuce, but there are still a lot of people using horseradish. How can that be? And so he figures out a way to incorporate the common custom of horseradish together with what he then reads and redefines as an elite custom of those who are particularly meticulous, which is to eat lettuce. Wishing my listeners a chag kasher v'sameach. Um, enjoy your Pesach. And as the Chasam Sofer says at the end of his tshuva, and as Sfardim will often say at a Memuna celebration, Yochlu anavim v'isba'u, Yahalalu Hashem dorshav, v'yichi levavo la'ad.